You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop and Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Talking right now with Simon Wright, drummer for Dio for many, many years. And we're celebrating the release of Evil or Divine live in New York City uh, and Holy Diver Live uh, from 2005 and 2006. They are available now. Um, so so first, Simon, um, it's during unusual times now, obviously, for the past almost full year. How have you been holding up and, and how you been staying busy, man? Oh, it, it, well, for the longest time there, there was, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I mean, months and months, but you know, this last couple of months, I, I, I've done a couple of albums. Um, yeah. My friend, Stuart Smith, he has a band here in LA called heaven and earth. And he called me up, asked me if I want to do the album. I said, sure. You know, I've got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then a couple of weeks after that, my friend Kevin Gucha, who has a band called Of Gods and Monsters. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he calls me up and um, he's working with Ira Black from Lizzie Borden and Bjorn England, my uh, killer colleague in Deal Returns. He's on bass. And uh, I got to do those albums. But for the longest time there, there was, it, was, it was just a desert of nothing. You yeah. Know? He's got to deal with it. Well, I'm glad that you know you're staying, you know, now now busier and everything and and fill me in so during normal times if we were in an alternate reality where we could tour and go to concerts, would you be uh are you a touring musician or are you more of studio musician or uh what what is your normal situation? I tend to do more touring than I do uh in the studio. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, last year I had uh, I was going to be in Italy and Germany and yeah. Norway and uh, Australia, um, you know, and all that didn't happen. So, um, yeah. yeah, but that, hopefully that'll pick up again. I, I, I get out and I tour. There's um, different bands where I go in and play some of the songs that I know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's great. It's really cool. So who were you going to um, – planning on – who were you uh, – planning on touring with uh within this past year was it uh deal returns or well we had that too yeah that the dates were being arranged for that until covid hit yeah okay yeah deal yeah. returns the hologram of ronnie um, yeah we went out in 2019 uh, around june and we did a month in the u.s um um and uh the the, the show had developed quite a lot you know mm-hmm. we brought in all these led screens and there's Images of Ronnie and um, different situations, plus us playing, um, you know, so it, it's quite a show. I mean, so hopefully uh, when this things open up, we can get back to that as well. So tell me about what that's like, because that's got to be kind of surreal for you. I mean, to have this guy that, you know, you played music for so long, kind of reimagined and brought back with with holographs and with images. That's got to be pretty surreal, man, is it? Well, it was when we first saw the image. You know, we, yeah. the guy came in with the idea, and we we all kind of said, "Right, well, let's see it then." Mm-hmm. So we had a look, and it was like, "Wow, okay." It was a bit spooky, you know. Yeah. Um, the hairs on your arms stood up a little bit, but you know, um, the the thing for me with with this show is that I have to play to a click track, mm-hmm. which I I played in the studio with a click track, but never live. So yeah. I had to get to learn how to do that and get comfortable with that, which, which I did. I mean, it, 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 it works out, 
Um, well, that would but, make sense. That makes sense because it has to. Everything has to be completely on point for it to go along with the the holograph, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the you know the 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 vocal tapes are from from the past with mm-hmm. Ronnie. You know, different. They're taken from different shows. Yeah. Uh, and they've all got different. You know speeding up and slowing down a little bit the naturalness that's there within a band um so we had to you know mess with the click and get that right so yeah basically the band would would sort of follow me um you know which was cool we 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 all got on the same page and um it got to be really comfortable that's awesome, man. So we're we're, t- we're talking about the uh, two albums that are now available. Uh, they're they're live albums, and I mean, you guys played so many shows together, and and I'm assuming there were so many recordings of you guys. W- what made you guys decide that? What what stands out about these two shows, the live in New York City from 2005 and the Holy Diver Live from 2006? What stands out about these two to you? I I I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. That we weren't doing a lot of recording. These, oh, okay. These, yeah, yeah. These were these were kind of like just picked dates. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully, the bands on both albums. You know, um, we were both really, you know, really tight and yeah. comfortable. We were throwing stuff in the songs, and Ronnie was singing his ass off. And, yeah. You know, there's some some great selections of songs as well. You know, the whole of the whole album of Holy Dive Alive is, uh, you know, it's great to play some of those. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, they were, you know, the band was playing really well on both nights on these, yeah. uh, these live recordings. So uh, it, it really worked out. Awesome, man. Well, if you could uh, kind of, you know, humor us, I'm sure you've answered this question so many times. Uh, but but we're we're curious because you know Dio is 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 a hero of ours here on Metal Shop and uh, yeah we we play the hell out of Dio so uh, you know yeah. obviously with uh, you know Rainbow and Dio and, and Black Sabbath we we just we bow to the altar man of RJD so what was the first time you met Ronnie and and tell me about you know how you guys hooked up to to start playing music together if you if you could. You know, I, in all honesty, I can't remember the first time I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't remember. I, I can't remember where that was. I remember some of the meetings. I mean, I, I we were playing a Monsters of Rock. Um, it's like a a, a, a festival. Yeah. Uh, when I was in ACDC, and it was ACDC, Van Halen, Dio. I mean, it was just an amazing lineup. You know, you, yeah. You just don't get that anymore you know um and there were three or four other amazing bands too but um i remember talking to ronnie afterwards uh, because he was on the italian show Mm -hmm. that we did with it and uh you know he was just nothing but encouragement and it was it was such it's so easy to talk to he had a way about him you know he would like kind of make you feel you know kind of special yeah Uh, you know, so smart, so you know, pretty funny as well. I mean, and um, he was giving me some, you know, a pat on the back for what I was doing with ACDC, you yeah. know, being so young and all that, and getting it, you know, being in a band we thought was amazing, you know, and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was one of the occasions, but I know I've met him before that, mm-hmm. but not not for 
it was just a brief meeting. You know, and, th- and then you would go to, to record and tour the world with him. Um, but, you know, going back even further, you know, th- further than, you know, your young days with ACDC and then going on with Dio and all the other bands and projects and, you know, tours and albums. What was the first thing that made you fall in love with music? Was it was it uh, rock music? Were, were you raised on classical or jazz? What, what made you fall in love with music and want to become a drummer? I just I saw um, there was a television program on in uh, in Britain. It yeah. was the only music program called Top of the Pops, and oh, I, w- yeah. I would watch some of the bands on there. And uh, you know, I mean, they they were miming as well. I mean, it wasn't live, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. <clears throat> but I saw that and I thought, and some of the heavier bands I I, I found myself liking, you know, like they'd have Thin Lizzy on there, yeah. and UFO, Juice Priest. Um, and that appealed to me. I thought, wow, that looks cool. You know, and the drummers, just watching the drummers, I, I thought it looked cool. I, you know, I wouldn't mind having a go at doing that. So I started banging around on the couch on stuff and knitting needles. And, you know, and eventually I got a drum kit. And it, it just, you can imagine the rest of the story. I just kept at it and ended up with a real drum kit and got in a band and, here we are. <laughs> well, you know, so many people, and, and, and me being one of them, we look at, you know, uh, the vocalist, and, and they're the ones that really stand out. But, like, the drummer is the backbone of the band. You know, you have to have a solid drummer. And, and I feel like uh, I get a total different frame and, and and view of the show when I just focus solely on the drummer. And it's just so cool to just hone in on the drummer. You know, be, yeah. being a drummer and and and... You know, growing up as a drummer, what were what were some of the people you looked to for inspiration? Some of like the people that you really looked up as like drummer drum gods. Oh, there was a whole bunch of them. I mean, back then it was like Cozy Powell and Tommy Aldridge and uh, uh, Brian Downey from Thin Lizzy. I always mm-hmm. thought he was amazing. That you know that groove that he gets going, especially when they're doing the jigs. Um, yeah, um, you know, Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those kind, that kind of genre of drummer, you know, that hits hard and is, yep. you know, John Bonham obviously as well. So that that was what my my cup of tea where I was, I was loving it. You know, amazing stuff. Well, you know, after you know the, these decades of of playing this this loud music, you know, um, huh. <laughs> I like I got you got me. Um what what keeps you motivated, man? What keeps you like stoked to wake up and continue to do this stuff? I I don't know. I just enjoy it still, you know. I yeah. I, I love playing. I I don't have a drum kit at home. Oh um, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, quite a few years since I had a kit set up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always afraid of pissing off the neighbors, you know. It's like, oh, I'm not going through that again. So you know, I just love it. I just I love music. I love hearing it. I've I've gotten more into um, helping bands with songwriting a little bit more uh-huh. in the studio, and that's that's always gratifying. You know, helping uh, the younger bands and stuff like that. I did that a couple of times. I'd, I'd like to do a bit more, but um, yeah, it's it's because I think. 
you know, once you've been in the studio so many times with, mm -hmm. with different people and different situations, you, you kind of see how a studio works and how songs, you know, 80% of the time usually go. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, I, I, I find that really enjoyable. You can you can pass down some of your knowledge because you have such a book of you know a, a depth of knowledge from playing with the greats and and then also just you know touring the world. It, that, that's awesome that you can pass that down. But also you know they're yeah. they're also your contemporaries, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I if 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 you've got some players who are, who are, who are susceptible to some of your ideas and stuff, and you're not taking over the whole shop, you know, <laughs> it, it can be really cool and benefit you know, them, um, mm -hmm. and me. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, when we think of Dio and, uh, a lot of times this is me, I'll grab, you know, when I'm looking at my CDs, I'll grab Holy Diver. Cause it's, you know, it's the classic, it's the, you know, one album or whatever, but there are so many good Dio albums and I feel like a lot of them are underrated and you played on many of these underrated albums in, in the Dio catalog. If you had to, you know, and, and, and you want to, tell someone to go back and check out one of those albums what's what's your favorite of the more underrated dio albums that you would you would say to check out well you're right i mean there were there, there were certain reasons for why they was kind of underrated mm -hmm. like the, the musical climate when they were released and uh you know just the j different genres kind of changing mm -hmm. um Still great albums, some marvelous singing and playing from 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 all of us. But yeah. Uh, yeah, a little overlooked. I don't know. I mean, the first album I did with Ronnie Lock Up the Walls is, uh, you know, is uh, it? It's funny because it seems to have grown new legs. You know, there's yeah. a lot of I hear about it a lot. I mean, people are, you know, people are saying that's the best deal album that there ever was, and I'm like, well. You know, obviously you haven't heard Only Diver then. <laughs> so, but they they really mean it, and um, yeah. it happens as well with ACDC. Some of those albums I, I I played on. You know, people. I think people go back when the band has such a big catalog of albums. Mm -hmm. they, they 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 over time. I think they go back and they look at different albums that they, they haven't you know, been playing on rotation all the time. You totally. Know, they like to go back into the catalog. Check Deep out dives. This, and, and, it, and suddenly the, the album's got a whole new life. You know, I mean, I, I do get that a lot about the DC albums I played on and the Dio stuff as well. So, but, um, you know, Lock Up the Walls has, uh, has got some great moments on it. Magica too. Uh, Magica yeah. from, from Ronnie, from Dio. Um, I'm very proud of all of it. You know, it's still a bit of a dream. <laughs> Absolutely, know? man. I mean, just the fact yeah. that you played in ACDC and with Dio, that's, I know that's, that's it's, a charm life, man. Yeah. It's hard work when you get it though, you know? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, so again, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about Evil or Divine live in New York City 2005 and Holy Diver live 2006. They are available now. Um, and, and I'm talking with Simon Wright, uh, drummer for Dio. And, uh, you know, I don't want to take up all your time today, but I do have one last question for you. If you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar, Simon. Oh, uh, well, I got a scar next to my nose from a drumstick. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, it snapped and just like a spear. It just went doink and hit me on the side of the nose. Um, I don't know. I didn't miss the beat. F*** it. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you remember, was that on stage? Yeah, it was during a show. Yeah. Nice, dude. I like yeah. it. On stage, keep going, and you were probably bleeding like a mo. And battle, uh, battle wounds. Exactly. <laughs> Simon Wright, thank you so much, man. Any final words for Northwest and the Seattle audience before we let you go? Oh, I just hope you know. I'll stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, hopefully we'll get some live shows happening when all this goes over with. Absolutely. All the best. Thanks a lot, Simon. Have a good one. Take care, Kevin. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass.